Hey guys, welcome to the After Church Podcast, where we take what we hear on Sunday and we apply it to our lives on Monday. This week, we are talking about Romans chapter 12. We're making a shift into some more practical things that Paul talks about as in his letter to the Romans, uh, some things about charity and about serving and about even prophecy, whatever that means. you got to come into the podcast to find out. Today I'm going to be joined by Gary Thompson, pastor at our South Campus, and Scott England, the associate pastor and worship leader at our East Campus. So, you ready to do this? Let's do it. Welcome, Scott England, to the podcast. <laughs> Glad to be here. It's been a minute, right? When's the last time you were on? Uh, Romans 8. Romans oh, 8. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Just a couple of episodes fun. ago. Last May. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's nice to see you guys. Yeah. been here. If you're watching yeah. these in order, it was just a couple episodes ago. Right. If you're watching them in our time, recording them in our time, it was months ago. Yeah. When, we, when you were last on the podcast. Yes. It's glad to be here. Good, man. Glad to have you, too. Yeah. New, different perspective. Yeah. Um, Kurt's taking the day off. I actually saw him headed to lunch or something just a yes. minute ago. But today we're talking about Romans 12. Uh, last week, Gary, you and Kurt were able to tackle Romans 9 through 11 okay. in a mere one hour. And then we slept all week. <laughs> it was good. It was, it was good. good. It was good. A lot of fun to record. Yes, it was. And, a lot of good uh, stuff in there. The messages were good. I encourage you guys to always go back and watch the messages, eastridge.church slash Romans. You can watch any of them there. Make sure you watch today's message, too. Uh, if you've been to church and you're watching this now, perfect. That's the After Church podcast. Uh, but if you haven't, go back and watch the message first, uh, and then this will be supplemental. It'll help you out with uh, applying the information we hear on Sunday to our lives on Monday. So we're going to jump into Romans 12. Um, some people, some commentators say that Romans 12 is a nice break that goes from the way kind of the way in which Paul writes his letters from a lot of uh, maybe theology and doctrinal type points, and, and he makes his, his points, and then he kind of shifts and says, okay, now here's how you apply it to your lives, or here's the, mm -hmm. the implication of some of that. And Romans 12 just seems to be the spot in which he does that. I felt a lot better. Anyway, <laughs> breathe. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I, from here going forward to the end is just very practical. Uh, I think that even if you did not read nine through, I mean, uh, one through 11, mm -hmm. it would still, you could still grasp this. That it, it is like Paul changes gears and starts, here's the, pra here's how you do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're a fan of the, here's how you do it. Aren't I you? am a fan of that. Yes. <laughs> yes ABC. I am. Yes. <laughs> And see, my, my fault is I'm a fan of the front part. Right. Well, you still got to go and do it, right? right. You can't yeah. just learn it. Anything, what, what's your favorite section? I mean, uh, well, I love that. I mean, even just that segue of 12, therefore, obviously, uh -huh. you always right. look to see what it's there for um, because of all of the things that he just talked about for mm -hmm. the first 11 chapters. Mm -hmm. Now we can live a life that is holy and pleasing, you mm -hmm. know, as a body, not just individually, but as a body. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I get excited about 12. Obviously, just like what does it look like to just be a living sacrifice right. to to serve one another? That's your spiritual act of worship, you know, mm -hmm. to be in service to God always with all of your things, gifts, talents, all of it. Mm -hmm. Which he he gets to some of those gifts later on in there. Um, but would you read twelve one and two? Yeah, what sure. version you have there? Um, I'm reading NIV. Okay. Uh, Therefore, I urge you, br brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. You want to go through two? Mm -hmm. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by re the renewing of your mind. 
Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Man, let's talk about that for the like hours. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, so therefore, you were mentioning it's there to say everything previously. Now, uh, what are we going to do in light of that? Yeah. Right? So we're in, um, in view of God's mercy or... Uh, I love how he leverages God's mercy, that therefore in view of God's mercy, he doesn't leverage anything else except for what God has done for us. Mm-hmm. And what when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about when I see people come to faith, come into the church, that when they first come in, a lot of times, man, we are so grateful for mercy that we'll do anything. We'll serve all day. We'll do anything. And, and, and sometimes that's a bad thing. Sometimes we get, you know, you just overcommit and everything. But I see people do that. And then sometimes I think that we start to think we don't need God's mercy as much, that mm-hmm. I'm a pretty good person. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and that, uh, and so we, things start to shift. And I, I just love how Paul just leverages that what he's going to say forward it's always in the view of God's mercy. Mm-hmm. That that if you think about that, that that ought to motivate you to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And that's important in this shift. You would think too. Right. Let's exactly. get this straight first. Right. It's only because of God's only, mercy. Yes. Now the checklist. Mm-hmm. Right. Like not not the checklist without that. Exactly. Or yeah. you'll be yes. right back to where he was saying earlier. Where he was before. Yeah. Right. Yes. You Jews are trying so hard, right. <laughs> you know, to earn your righteousness instead of... Yeah. And we go back and forth of that, if we're honest, but, but Ben, just keeping that perspective of, because God's been so merciful to me, that all I have, all that I am, that I've been saved, and it was by his mercy, not by anything I've done. Mm-hmm. And it's and because of that, man, my life can be different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember a simple breakdown. It's like, you know, if you want to think of things simply that you can remember, you know, grace is God giving us what we don't deserve. He's going to talk about that in here. It's by grace. And then mercy is God not giving us what we do deserve, mm-hmm. his wrath, his punishment, right. and all the things. And so when you think about it in that light, like, wow, man, I, this is what I deserve. Paul just talked a lot about it, but God. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And man, my response is, I want to give it all to you, God. Right, mm-hmm. and so in view in in view of those mercies or by those mercies, my translation says by the mercies of God. Mm-hmm. So you actually, um, you he is appealing to the actual mercies of God to then do this: present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. So just first of all, how can you have a sacrifice that's living? Right. What's what's going on here? I always think about when. I heard a guy illustrate that it'd be like grilling out and and the the meat jumping up and saying yeah you know, <laughs> yeah I don't know it's just kind of a weird thought but I thought about it, it was kind of weird yet. yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah and so anyway We're I know that's yet. a terrible analogy especially yeah. if you don't like to grill but anyway um, the dancing hot dog yeah. <laughs> 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 I hate you man it's uh yes but that we are he's going back to a lot of the Jewish culture of sacrifice, uh, the the sacrifices they would make and saying that we are to offer ourselves in that same way, but yet we're still alive. Mm -hmm. That we offer ourselves, we don't hold anything back when something is sacrificed, all the life in that moment is there and, Mm -hmm. and nothing's being held back. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like harkens back to the, I die daily, but I'm also alive in Christ and every day we're a living sacrifice. Mm -hmm. It's a daily thing. Mm -hmm. So we so we're to be this living sacrifice, which is already we'll, we'll maybe 
I have a perspective a minute we might look at, but a living sacrifice, and then that sacrifice itself, so that's, if we are that living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, or yours might be pleasing, I'm not sure. Pleasing, yes. Holy and pleasing to God, which then is your spiritual worship or your reasonable worship, depending on your translation. So what what does that mean? Now, you're, you're a worship leader. You've done this for your whole adult life. Like when you hear the word worship, a lot of us hear, okay, that guy that sings and we sing the yeah. songs with him on Sunday. What is, is that? That's certainly not what's happening here, is it? Yeah, we, we tend to want to hijack that, that little section there. The American church does, right? Mm. And like, oh yeah, this is your spiritual act of singing to God on a Sunday morning with the congregation. Right. <laughs> worship. <laughs> Whoa, but you know, we know that, you know, worship in and of itself on this large scale, like the singing is just this little part right here. Mm. But specifically here in this chapter, you know, that word actually means to serve. This is your spiritual act of service. This is your reasonable, another translation, mm -hmm. act of service. And so when we think about, like, do you really want to worship God? Well, you can do that with your lips and with your song. And certainly it's also a gift, like exhorting. We worship, we exhort through song. Mm -hmm. We teach through song. But uh, this offering yourself as a living sacrifice this is an entire manner of life. You know, it's specifically, I love that this says, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. And he's not just like your body, but our bodies. Mm -hmm. So what we do with our hands, mm -hmm. how we serve with our hands, what we look at with our eyes, what, our, what we say with our mouth, what we listen to, everything, every manner of life, entire manner of life, this is giving our whole selves to God to be holy, to be pleasing, to be this fragrant aroma to God, this is our spiritual act of worship. And this works best whenever we're in um, community with one another and we're serving together. And that's what, you know, Paul touches on some of the gifts. He, mm -hmm. he obviously explains that in other sections of scripture. But um, when we work together, that's how it's designed, mm -hmm. right? We are, we are serving one another. It jumps in later. We're going to talk about this, but be, don't be conceited. Don't think more highly of yourself right, than you ought. Right. Serve one another well. Love your enemies. You know, even the, the deeper parts of that, how do I give my whole life right. and everything that I say and everything that I do, my feet, how, where I go, mm -hmm. how I serve. So anyway, it's worship. It's all, all worship. of it. Not It's not song. Right. <laughs> it's all of it. So Okay. Well, and I, you know, when he, my, the one word I have, I have New Living Translation, he said, this is your true and proper worship. Mm -hmm. To me, what he's saying, this is the appropriate response. Right. right that yeah. this is, this is, this is, this, that's it. You offer yourself. There's no mm -hmm. other response. There's nothing else. You offer yourself. This is worship. It's not singing. It's, it's, it's not these things. It's like, I give myself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we so many times can get frustrated when we do something and people don't respond appropriately. Uh, but a lot of times that's what we do to God and, and that we don't, we don't offer ourselves. We hold back. Uh, we, you know, we are, we are really good about giving part of ourselves, part yeah. of our time, part of, of who we are. And he's like, no, 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 you are a living sacrifice. All of you is going on there mm -hmm. where, you know, that, and that is your true and proper worship. That's the appropriate response. Mm -hmm. That's good. Uh, and then and if that's your response, then is that spiritual worship or the reasonable or, mm -hmm. um, what was the, what was the proper. Proper. proper proper like those proper. are good that's that's yeah this is the way you do it right yes. like if, if you are truly laying yourself down in view of the mercies of God or by the mercies of God then this is the appropriate response and then the, then in verse two either there's um a separate statement or this is connected to the first uh, what do you think I, I don't know that it matters <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'm gonna be that guy though right yeah. I'm not sure yeah. it matters a whole lot uh I 
I would probably think that they are connected. I do too. That in order to be a living sacrifice, then this is going to be essential, mm-hmm. particularly if it's uh, holy and pleasing to God. Right. If it is that, then you there has to be some qualifier. Mm-hmm. What is then that makes it holy? And it's going to be not being conformed right. uh, to the world, but being transformed by the renewing of your minds. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about that for a second. Conformed versus transformed. Have you guys studied that in your yes. life? What do you, what's the difference? The com- conformed is what you do to be like everybody else on the outside. Mm-hmm. Transformed is what happens to you on the inside. Mm-hmm. That you are changed you're, by very nature. You're changed, uh, and so uh, Paul uses two distinct words that, that are kind of similar, but two distinct words, and that is what's going on. Conform is outside. Transform is what happens on the inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was reading uh, some commentaries as well just about that word transform in the Greek. It's the same that is used in transfiguration when Jesus was right. transformed there as well. And just the whole idea, the implication of the spiritual act, um, we can try to do it physically, mm-hmm. and that doesn't work right. because our physical, our natural um, fleshly uh, response is always conform, (laughs) you know, and care a lot about what people think and try to be better and smarter and all the things, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas the spiritual side of it is like, yeah, I want to be transformed. I want to be like Christ. Mm. I want my mind to be renewed like Christ. Um, And man, holiness, it's not something that the world thinks of often. Right. Right. I mean, holiness is certainly not an attribute that you would, you know, ascribe to what's happening in the world today. Mm -hmm. Um, That is something that I feel like Obviously, we, we believe this, that only the, the Spirit of God can give us, mm-hmm. like holiness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like a lost ideology even mm-hmm. in our world today. Well, why mm-hmm. would the world see the need for holiness? Right. right? There has to be some reason for it. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, or uh, a perfect holy being that you're trying to then emulate or, or maybe not even trying to be like, but you are, uh, by the very nature of being made in its image, you might have that mm-hmm. you know, ability to be holy as he is holy if you have him residing in you, right? right? If there's that, right. which I'll get to in just a second, but I wanted to uh, kind of maybe meet in the middle. Cause I love the, the, the conformity transformed part. Um, and as you were talking about the transfiguration, mm-hmm. the, again, that Greek root word, this is a geeky for a second, but it's that metamorpho word, that metamorphosis. And yes. so we think of that butterfly. word, we think of right. A caterpillar to a butterfly right. or whatever they are. Yeah. Caterpillar to a butterfly. Um, it's the, it's the real true self expressing itself like the butterfly, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the true self. It was always in there. It's it, that's the true nature of it. It's the DNA didn't change. That's who. Hmm. That's the the transformation, um, and that's the transfiguration, right? Yeah. Like what the disciples are seeing in that moment is like that's the full glory of who Christ is. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe ma- maybe, <laughs> but right, uh, right. the true self, not hindered by the the fleshly body p- potentially. Maybe that's what the transfiguration was, yeah. and and then conformed. Is much like the like a cookie cutter, right? Like we cram whatever it is into the cookie cutter shape. We're conforming it, which is very external. Nothing right. really on the inside's changed at all yeah. necessarily. It's just we're just cramming it into what the world says it should look like. That's the conformity to the world, not not natural. It's put it in that little cookie cutter thing. But the transformed is the true self, right? The true us coming out, the true Christ in That's us, right. yeah, coming out. That's yeah, the transformation. Yeah, sure. Anyway, and then that, and then it, it, it kind of gives us this. It equals then if we do that through the renewing of our mind. Right. Let, let's just do that real quick. What does that mean? What What is it? How do we renew our mind? You go first, Scott. Me? Yeah. Uh, man, this is a huge one today. So I mean, if you're watching this podcast, there's a really good chance that you're struggling with anxiety, 
or depression mm-hmm. or fear or doubt. You know, statistically today, it's such a huge thing. Um, and they say garbage in, garbage out. What you put into your mind is generally what's going to come out. What you put in your thoughts, all the things is going to come out. Um, but to be renewed in your mind, like we know that our mind is, it's a powerful thing. Our brain specifically can create new synapses. Um, you can take old ruts and you can get rid of those ruts by renewing your brain and your mind. And we know that we do that through scripture. Right. We do that by knowing the word of God, by knowing whose we are and knowing who we are in the word of God, being able to speak to the lies that are in our own mind, those negative self-talk that we give ourselves often, or to lie to the enemy who's continuing to be the father of lies. We get to come back just like Jesus did and speak the word of God, the truth of the word of God. Um, and that is like the renewing of your mind. This is a continual process. It's not a one and done deal. Um, you are becoming renewed mm-hmm. with each day. You're going to face new challenges. Um, but we know we have the word of God and we have a living, breathing Savior too mm-hmm. to, to expose it, to help discern it, to convict us, not condemn us, uh, and to live out this holy and pleasing act of worship. Mm. Okay, so renewing your mind, how do you... I think Scott hit it. You, you, you spend time in the Word, you read Scripture, you meditate on Scripture. Uh, you think about that as that's what you're pouring into your mind, into in there. And, you know, I, I think about like when you want to stop a bad habit, that you can't just stop the bad habit. Mm-hmm. You've got you've to replace it with something good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to change. Like you just don't stop doing something. You start doing something positive. Like, mm-hmm. and this is, I'll be quick. Like if you had, like when I first came to Christ, I had terrible language. Well, how did I know I had terrible language? I started reading the Bible. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, when I read the Bible, I just read the Bible and started reading the stories about Jesus and realized I don't talk anything like Jesus. Uh-huh. I don't. And so I was immediately thinking, I need to change this. And, I, and so I did that by reading God's word. It convicted me of what was going on, and then it helped me start to change, make that change process through the Holy Spirit to not talk that way anymore mm-hmm. most of the time. Anyway, so anyway, so, <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, really, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. man. The first thing that comes to my mind is Philippians four. Right. You know, um, I've never been an anxious person, but you know, in the last, like, I guess, post COVID, yeah, anxiety can come on you, right. or even just like slight depression or doubts or things like that, and you just go back to this whole idea of. Uh, what does it look like to actually submit your request to God? Mm-hmm. Right. And you go back to the word and say, no, I don't have to be anxious about anything. Mm. Right. And here's what I can do with prayer and petition right. and having thankfulness, like a heart of gratitude. I can submit these requests to God. Right. And then what? The peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ. Like we know this because we read it, but when you say it out loud, and I just want to challenge everybody here with this too, like, mm-hmm. um, Scripture says that faith comes by hearing the word of God too, mm. right? So say the word out loud. Let your let your ears hear the truth of the right. word of God, and let your mind come into submission to the word of God. Whenever these things come at you, and you need to um, overcome those things, man, pull that sword out, <laughs> give it a good stab. Mm-hmm. Well, so you're so you're speaking the word out loud. Prayer is is almost the same thing. Sure, it's more mm-hmm. conversational certainly with God. But those things are what then give you, according to Scripture, that that peace. Right? Mm-hmm. We pray for that peace that surpasses all understanding. We pray for it for other people, but it's like, well, then here's here's the way to do that mm-hmm. through prayer, through supplication. What is supplication? Just more prayer or submitting your like uh, submitting your request to God. Okay, like the supplication is like um, what's called intercessory. Okay, same, right? 
So praying I think that's even, what that is, even yeah. for others. Do you have any help? I'm, I'm not sure. No, <laughs> like I mean, I, you know, I, I think is you know, when I, when I, just when I hear him talking about that, our mind is so powerful that when we really what we put into it is a lot of time what comes out, mm-hmm. and that, and you know, the scripture says, as a person thinks, so they become. Um, there's a lot of scriptures. Uh, one scripture, you know, I take. It's first or second Corinthians that take captive every thought, make it obedient to Christ. Mm-hmm. That you can change the way you think, um, you and a lot of the w- t- ways you do that is through prayer, through the reading of God's word. It uses the word washing, mm-hmm. that it washes away a lot of stuff, and we're refilling our minds with good things, and that change and renews us mm-hmm. through Christ. Right. Gosh, it sounds easy, <laughs> but it does sound easy, doesn't it? Um, what is the G.I. Joe that said knowing is half the battle? <laughs> he did say that. <laughs> Hannibal? I don't know. Um, so renewing your mind so that, and, and and by this renewing of our mind, is that so we can discern or we will understand or know the will of God. And what is the will of God? It's good and it's acceptable and it's perfect, mm-hmm. uh, whatever adjectives you guys might have there. But Here's the thing with this verse. This is why I think they're connected. I asked you why the way yeah. you thought they were connected. Or not. I think they're connected because so many people ask me, what God's will is for their life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they want to know that answer before offering all of themselves to God. <laughs> right. yeah. And it's never going to work like that. It's, mm-hmm. You're always you're always going to go, What you're not going to know God's will for your life because they are connected. You offer yourself to God, and then he shows you what his will for your life is. He'll mm-hmm. show you what his pleasing, good, and perfect will mm-hmm. for your life is. And mm-hmm. so, so many people are frustrated by that. That's why I see him as being connected. Yeah, yeah especially in light of this scripture, too, if you're not cautious— God's will for my life is all about me and what right, I do, right? Rather than in context here about us, His His pleasing, yeah, yeah. And like, what is God? Yeah. What is your will? I love right. that how Henry Blackaby poses that in experiencing God. Don't ask God what's your will for my life, but what is your will, right? And how can I join, yeah. right. right? But then, like, how does that fit in with right. the body of believers? Mm-hmm. How do we all leverage our lives for the kingdom? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, here's here's a perspective I'd like to throw out there, and um, I. I don't know that I've found this anywhere, so I don't, I don't know. This may be completely heretical, and so apo- apologize ahead of time. Apologize ahead of time. Like this heretical. is heretical. Yeah. Um, maybe this will go viral. Since I <laughs> right. make it. No. Uh, but here's here's where I look at it. Um, as Paul has spent eleven chapters explaining, really like the gospel. This is the gospel, and and now he's getting to now. Here's what the gospel means, um, it to to you and to your life, when he says. By the mercies of God, I, I see that as if Christ is alive in you, right? If you have the Holy Spirit in you, you believe in Christ, you proclaim Him, uh, then, then, then that does something. Right? It does something to you. Right. We're we're now temples of the Holy God. We, we you have Christ alive in us. If He's alive in us, when we're presenting our bodies as living sacrifices, that that is not just the flesh; it's everything. You guys both said it. You right. know, our bodies is everything. We're we're laying ourselves down. We're laying Christ down, and not that He needs to be uh, crucified again. The scripture is clear that there's no need to, to crucify Him again. But if we are laying our lives down, in a sense, we're laying our Christ's life down, and He is a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. He was the sacrifice that was resurrected. Sure. No other Old yeah. Testament sacrifice right. was came back to life. Christ did. So He, you know, was um, the fulfillment of all the prophecy. He's the yes and the amen. You know, He's the, yeah. And so here. He, if we are have Christ in us, then then He's that living sacrifice. We're that living sacrifice, and that's that's how it's alive. It's alive because we've been resurrected, right? Daily we go through this, and maybe there's a spiritual act in which we're laying our lives down. 
um, every day our will and all of that. And, and that's what's holy and acceptable to God is Christ's sacrifice. That was what was holy and acceptable. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like this is temple-type language, you know, sacrificial-type language that speaks to Christ being the fulfillment of that and then puts us as, and we should do that as well, only in view, only in light of, only by God's right. mercy, mm-hmm. and that mercy is Christ in us. It's, yeah. it's a mystery, even, um, mm-hmm. Paul would tell us over and over. It's like and a I, yes and. We're fully trusting in his sacrifice, but we're also bringing our sacrifice mm-hmm. in light of his sacrifice. Yeah. It's almost cyclical. Right, right. And, and if it's everything we have, the Old Testament sacrifices, you might bring something um, external. You might bring an animal, which was a, supposed right. to be a blood offering that mm-hmm. then covered your sins. Christ did all, he was all of those sacrifices. Right. Yeah. And we're bringing ourselves to really just put ourselves uh, under Christ's rule and reign and submission to him mm-hmm. in, in his love and his mercy. Right. right? Um, and so... I, to me, then, when we get to the how do we renew our minds, it's remembering Christ. It's like just sure. remembering Christ. And I don't mean like in a way of that picture of him on the cross. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, or the or the painting of him holding a lamb, yeah. you know, or whatever. It's like, yeah, all those things. But way more than that. Right. The real living Christ, you know, God incarnate, um, thinking about him, his word all the time. To me, that's renewing. Yeah. Right? It's the focus now is is off me and my thoughts, and it's on Christ. Right. Like if I can fill my mind with Christ and His Word, and that sounds now that sounds hard to do, but I'm saying there's so many other things that flood in, and I think about myself. You know, that's what you're saying. We well, you yeah. think about ourselves in yeah. this thing, right. and what's God's right. will for me. Yep. It's like what is God's will that His Son would save the world, yeah. including me. Right. To God be. The it's Lord. hard to do because. Everything else is fighting for our time. You know, we're full and our world's full of noise. We're on our phones all the time. There's TV. There's always some sort of emergency or crisis happening around us. We're living in one right now. Um, and so we know just like, hey, man, how do you lose weight? Well, you eat well and you exercise. And you <laughs> right, right. <laughs> really? There's got to be a pill for that. Right. Um, like we, we know what it takes to know Christ. We know what it takes to walk in Christ. We know what it takes to walk by the Spirit. Um, and it's such a hard discipline. Um, and I think so much of it is just because we we haven't developed spiritual disciplines. We don't start the day in the Word like we all should sometimes, you know. And uh, when we don't, we we suffer the consequences, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it takes intentionality. Uh, you guys ever still struggle with that, the intentionality? Of oh, it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I, I think it goes back to what I said earlier and. I'm, I don't know why I'm bringing it up again, because I feel this. I feel like sometimes the pitfall for Christ followers is I've cleaned myself up somewhat. I don't need God's mercy as much. Mm-hmm. And so it's just it's this mindset that we can have. that, And that's why I love the way he leverages this whole thing, that it's mm-hmm. always in view of God's mercy, mm-hmm. uh, that, that we would do these things. That, because the truth is I'm not going to offer myself for anything else. Mm-hmm. It's because of what he's done. It's not, it's not because it's one of the rules. I mean, that's not going to be good enough for people, Right. but it, right. but it, but it's going to be because when I see what Christ has done for me, what God has done through Christ and that I didn't deserve to go to hell, I deserve 
punishment mm-hmm. that that I could not pay for my sins to be I couldn't be good enough smart enough there's not enough works to do mm-hmm. and it, if we could stay there and maybe that's part of the renewing part is what I'm getting at mm-hmm. that we, we just remember that it's all about him and it's not about me it's what he did it's not what I what I anything yes. I've done for myself yeah for yes sure. yes and amen if we take our house <laughs> off of the mercy right then we will not be able to right. renew our minds yes yeah I'm with you and and really that's a great segue to verse three. Um, Thank you. Because, <laughs> Nailed it. Way to go. Just like we rehearsed. Um, we don't rehearse. Uh, verse three is, For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. Essentially, I think what he's saying here is, yeah, you just what you said. You want, you got to remember the mercy of God, what he has done, not right. you. Mm-hmm. I wonder when he's writing this, I know it's human nature to do that anyway, or it's just that we have this tendency to think of ourselves better than what we should. It's human nature. Mm-hmm. But I also wonder if when he's writing to the Jews and the Gentiles, you got the the Jews started the church. They were kicked out because of persecution or left because of persecution. The Gentiles take over. Well, they're feeling good about themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we yeah. feel good. We, we, we've been running this thing where y'all are gone. Mm-hmm. And then the Jews come back in and they're like, we're the ones who started this. <laughs> you, you know what yeah. I mean? I, just, I see this tension. He's like, hey, look, because and he goes back to God's mercy. Don't think more high on yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not about you, whether you're Jewish or you're Gentile, whether you've been here the whole time or not. When we can kind of get those pictures in our church, well, I've yeah. been here forever. Yeah. This is my seat, and, you <laughs> right. know, and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. this entitlement, yes, idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's exactly what he's saying uh, yes. there, and and it's so really, you know, um, relevant for us today too in our churches. And he, and he follows it in verse four, then to say that we're all members of one body. Yes, right? like so. W- Regardless of your Greek or Jew or, you know, right. under Christ, we are all part of one body. And with that, then we all have different um, different gifts and different functions in the body of Christ. Uh, individually, uh, we see this is verse five. Individually, we're members of, uh, see, what is it? Individually, we are members of one another. We have gifts that differ. Here we are, six. We are di- gifts that differ according to grace given to us. And let's just run through some of these gifts right quick. Um, there's n- neither Jew nor Greek. Trying, he's Paul's mm-hmm. trying to reconcile right, right. this body of believers, the strong and the weak. Mm-hmm. Um, he's saying, "Here's the way to do it, uh, in view of God's mercy. Get your minds right, uh, and then that's going to tell you what the will of God is, which is the body, not me personally, but the body. We're thinking about others. And then here are the gifts that are given. Uh, just some of them, some of the gifts that sure. are given, and um, maybe you can give your versions of them. Mine, mine often have a." Okay. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance to your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, to do it cheerfully. Right. Mm -hmm. Man, that's good. Because mine were (laughs) prophecy, ministry, teaching, exhorting, which is a weird word. Uh, giving, leading, and then compassion instead of mercy. Mm-hmm. Yours are probably very similar to those. They right are, there. yeah. Okay. Name's Gary's. So these gifts given were um, prophecy, which is probably akin to like preaching of the word right. at mm-hmm. the time. Um, service, some translations say ministry, but that's like actually doing things, sure. right? The things that you're going to do for With others. With your hands, carpentry right. as well. Yep. Certain skills. Teaching, which is different than preaching or prophecy. Uh it's a different branch of it. Um, I often think of like our our uh, 
ministry workers who teach children Bible. Like, I would be terrible at that. Right, right? Yes. They have a gift of teaching. Yeah, they can do yes. it much better than I can. Uh, exhorting or encouragement, um, that's probably similar. I mean, we could just say, you know, being kind to people or encouraging them, but it's probably more like a counselor type person if we're talking about specific gifts. I say it's a lot about, yeah, encouraging, mm-hmm. being a champion of people as well. Helping people see, you know, how to... Yeah, bring out the best in people. It, mm-hmm. Sometimes correlated with leadership as well, but... Mm-hmm. And then giving here, I think, is probably some sort of really charitable type giving, right. not just this thing where we give our tithes and offerings. This is something way above that. God like, has blessed you big time to bless others. Yeah, right. like it was noticeable, right, right, that people had this gift. Um, and then leadership, that kind of diligence of getting people to follow and having a plan. Um, and then mercy, and like an actual gift. You know, we just talked about it in light of God's mercy. And then some people are really given that ability uh, in the church. Mm-hmm. You, ever, you ever met like somebody really gifted in, in mercy? Because it's not me. So right. don't, don't, don't use my name. I was trying to think of that. Yeah, I was trying to think of somebody. I mean, I it's can't funny think of... we, we were thinking about when we were going through that. I think about... Kyle Anderson, who is one of our elders, it's not for the mercy one, but for their encouragement one. I yeah. always, always liked Kyle. He was always positive. Kyle yeah. moved to Tallahassee. I still like him. He moved to Tallahassee. <laughs> still like you, Kyle. Yeah. Anyway, but he moved to Tallahassee. But I told, I've told people that he is super encouraging. Mm-hmm. We're he's very positive. Mm-hmm. And so I think my whole point is, I think you need to find people in your life that are like you need people like that. <laughs> yeah. You do. You need people that are going to be positive. And then you, you talk about mercy. Um, I think Stephanie's got a lot of mercy. Akiyama, she cries easily. <laughs> I think she does. She has a lot of compassion and mercy you. for people. Yeah. Uh, I, I see that in her. Um, but I'm certainly not. I, you know what's funny is that I have it in moments. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my my natural inclination. Is like, you're all right, get up. You know, yeah. Dust it off. You know, put some dirt on it, and let's go. But, but there are moments. So yeah. Anyway. And when it hits, yes, it's strong. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. seen that. Yeah. And those people rise. They're right there, right? Because that's the need. You know, I think of Jason Corley. He serves his tail mm-hmm. off at yeah. at East Campus. You know, yeah. and, mm-hmm. um, there are, there are several people that I can think of for sure and contributing. Um, but when you think about, obviously, Paul's not talking about all the gifts again, but just a few here. Um, but some of these are gifts that are a role that you have. Some some include talents that he's given you, right? Uh, especially when it comes to serving. Um, and then some are, are given in, a, in the moment even, right? So right. you, um, and I've seen it in you even, there's moments mm-hmm. of like uh, extra empathy in a moment mm-hmm. that the Holy Spirit gives you to minister to somebody, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and those are pretty special. Like, hey, this isn't something that is typical to me, but right now this is what this person needs and this is what God's given me mm-hmm. to help. What do you think, like, how do you guys shore up where it says if your gift is a gift of serving, whereas Jesus says that we're all, all to be servants. servants. He says the Son of Man didn't come to be served, but to serve and give his life as ransom for many, and calling us, if the greatest among you will be a servant. Mm-hmm. What, what do y'all think? What is the difference here? Mm. I was diving into it a little bit. And, um, you know, some people love to cook. It's something that they just love doing. In fact, I talked to one of our ladies this week about helping to cook for some people in the green room occasionally. Yeah. And she's like, I would love to make a cake. Mm-hmm. I'm just excited about it. That's one way that she can serve. We all have ways that we can serve right. that either we're passionate about or we're gifted in. Um, we use those things, right, specifically. So we're all to serve. Right. I'm sure we have numerous ways that we enjoy serving. Right. But then sometimes we're going to serve in ways we don't enjoy because That's, it's what's yes. called for. Right. In the moment, as the body, right. we all come together and do those things. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, for me, I think I would say that there are certain um, calls to the Christian life that are kind of non-negotiable. Right. We're going to serve one another. Christ modeled it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he washed the disciples' feet, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a non-negotiable. We're going to serve. But there are some people who've been given the gift, mm-hmm. or, or in moments given even the yeah. gift, that I think then becomes something extremely noticeable, like more noticeable than, uh, right. you know, we got somebody serving in the children's ministry. Great. Right. That's wonderful. Right. But then there's those people who go, I'm there every week. I love these kids. They know Jesus because of me. Mm-hmm. This is a slight difference, you know. Right. N- no fault to anybody. We all are to be serving. Yeah. Um, you also consider the way we're wired, just our bent. Right. You know, mm-hmm. yep. love that's languages. Exactly, that's exactly the way I see it. I just, <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. I feel yeah. like this work, you could hear that and go, well, yeah, that's not my gift. <laughs> that's right. not my gift. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I like it right here. Yeah. But some people, when you serve them, you've made a friend for life. Yeah. When others, when you give them a word of encouragement, you've made a friend for life. You know what's life. funny mm-hmm. is that, I, you know, the five love languages, my love language is uh, acts of service. I know y'all know that. Anyway, I love people who serve. Yeah, like, it is like I hold them in high esteem. Right. There are people yeah. that, when we started South Campus and we were um, moving carts and setting up and tearing down every week, that I can't think like they they could come up and slap me in the face. I would not. I would still think good of them <laughs> right. because because they, they served. served. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, I saw them serve. They sacrificially served. And some of them are still at the church, and some of them have gone on. Some of them have come back here. And but I, whenever I see them, I have this warm feeling uh, because they serve. And so I, that, mm-hmm. I think that too. And it's not always a warm feeling. It's a terrible analogy. It's a warm <laughs> feeling. <laughs> yeah, I drank so, so much mercy for those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and I guess that you know the fact. Listen to this. If you are curious about what your spiritual gift is, we Thank do you. have helps for that yes. uh, on the website. If you go to the resource page, I believe is where it is. And if not, Jacob might uh, help me out with that. Thanks, um, Jacob. But we do have like shape applications, and that's an acronym for uh, spiritual gifts, heart. Uh, shape A is abilities, P is personality, personality and E is experiences. experiences. Yes. So we, we we use that as a as a, a tool to help us in our in our own selves recognize mm-hmm. what potentially what spiritual mm-hmm. gifts we have, how we can best serve each other in the church. So that's the spiritual gifts part. And again, there, there are other places that they're mentioned in Corinthians and uh, Ephesians. And so um, this is not an exhaustive list, but this is something that Paul makes mention here sp- specific, specifically sure. to the to the Christians in Rome. Yeah. I was going to say one quick thing about that too, mm-hmm. is like we can, we have a tendency to get proud sometimes about gifts. Which was the first Christians. warning, right? Yeah. Like that. Right. Again, I think he's speaking to that as well. Like, don't mm. think more highly of yourself than you ought, because by the way, it's not your gift anyway. Right. <laughs> right. It's actually the spirit of, of God in you. Um, and I just want to make that point. It's like, man, it, we're given these gifts, again, to mm. serve one another, right. to meet the needs of people. Yeah. And the, that should be humbling, yeah. not make you feel mm. more confident in the, yourself. The preacher is listed right next to the, to the servant, to yeah. the teacher, to the... One with mercy, yeah. right? Which you might think, well, how's that? You know, no, all of these are gifts given by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like a... my arms on the body, don't you? We, <laughs> do we need every part. Right. <laughs> Ever tried to walk without a big toe? <laughs> Ooh, it's an important part. You don't see it, but it's an important part. Um, and then so now I, now I don't want to like uh, rush through the rest, but really from nine to the end, we have this section of, I don't, I don't know, um, almost proverbs. You know, they're almost mm-hmm. like just individual little... Um, or imper- proverbial imperatives, something like that, like where they're proverb type sounds, but they're they're really kind of commands or they're descriptions of, of marks of the Christian life, you might say. And uh, maybe nine through 
13 or something that seems to be to Christians, like here's how we to love one another and, and brothers and sisters. 14 to 16, it's some sort of transition type verses that could go either way. And then 17 to the end to 21 is how you love your enemies, like you're loving people right, who, right. who don't like you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to read out a few of them. If you sure. want to jump in and yeah. comment on any of them. One of our questions will be, just keep this in mind, one of the discussion questions, if you're following along uh, with your small group or your family, is going to be, which one of these is the most difficult <laughs> for you? <laughs> um, so be thinking about that too. So verse 9, let love be genuine or not hypocritical. hypocritical. Like, mm-hmm. Let it be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Sounds simple enough. So love one another with mutual affection or with brotherly love. Um Outdo one another in showing honor. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to have competition, do it that way. That's right. <laughs> Out honor each other. Yeah. <laughs> Love well. Uh, verse 11 then. Now, you have to probably read one of your versions. What, what do you have for 11? Never be lacking in zeal, okay. but keep your spiritual fervor. Serving the Lord. Spiritual fervor. Do not lack, mm, lack. Mine zeal. Says, do not lag in zeal and be hmm. ardent in do spirit. Not lag. lag. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. like that lag. It's like you're doing it, but but it's coming way too late. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, really, right. that's good. Uh-huh. Be ardent in spirit. What is ardent? I guess like to be ready, like have your spirit. Mm. What was yours? Keep your spiritual fervor. Spiritual fervor. There you mm. go. So don't let it. It implies that we have a part in that. Right. Right. Keep. Like, yeah. I circled keep. keep. 12, rejoice in hope. Um, mm-hmm. Be joyful in, in hope. Maybe you have. Uh, mm-hmm. Be patient in suffering. Man. We could go on a whole thing about. Yeah. I was just telling you the other day about how I've been praying, right. praying for suffering, which is mm-hmm. a new thing for me. I don't usually do that. So I told me keep me out of that. Yeah, really. <laughs> I just know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, right. We want to avoid suffering <laughs> yeah. at all costs. Stay away from uh, Bailey. I, yeah, I know. Bad luck, Bailey. That's what I'm called. Uh, um, so be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Um, what What do you have there? Maybe continue in prayer or faithful. Be faithful Same. in prayer. Verse 13, contribute to the needs of the saints or help your brothers out. Share with God's people who Good. are in need. Extend hospitality to the mm. strangers or show show mm-hmm. your mm. Christian brothers who are wandering, mm-hmm. give them a place to stay, a meal to eat. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you, want, you want to mention anything about that? I know that's a big thing at South, uh, the, the hospitality ministry you guys have. We, you know... I'll back up. Yeah. When I when I hear these, like he starts off, it, there are all ways in which we could love people. He's just really right. saying, look for ways to love people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what he's trying to tell everybody. There's a bunch of different ways. Um, we we want to practice hospitality and and want that to be the norm. You know, it's hard in our culture, mm-hmm. and sometimes because we're fearful and we're we're really segmented in a lot of ways, and we we we've got a lot of walls that seem to be up, but. But I'm telling you, I don't know anybody that doesn't appreciate receiving hospitality. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. have to agree with you. They don't even have to even like you. Mm-hmm. But but they will receive hospitality. So it's a it's a powerful force that I feel like a lot of times we're not leveraging as as Christ followers. Man, just be hospitable. Talk to people. Mm-hmm. Ask them how they're doing. Try to help them. Look for mm-hmm. ways to help them. That's when I see this section. That to me is what Paul's saying. Mm-hmm. Look for ways to love people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was Cameron and um, Stephanie. They had read the Rosaria Butterfield book, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, it's really about like table fellowship, yes. having yeah. meals with one another, and how simple it was to just right. host a meal and have yeah. people come over. The gospel comes with a house key. That's what it was. That's, yeah. that's the name of the book. Yeah. 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 Gospel comes yeah. with the house key. Yeah. You're, that's something 
I, mean, I just recently stayed in your Airbnb, so I know your level of hospitality. <laughs> um, but that's like a gift I think that you have and enjoy, right? Like you enjoy that. Um, I'm more now, more, more recently, Yeah, which is interesting. Um, I do love meeting new people. I've never been, uh, love me. I've never met a stranger kind of a thing. Yeah, you are. Um, I enjoy that a lot. Um, but being intentional about it, I don't know if I've ever, maybe it's a gift that, that God's given me. It's something yeah. that just flows. But, um, definitely when I read this passage, it's being intentional with people who you don't know and mm-hmm. may not be seen. And I think that's a common thread in East Ridge in general. Like we want people that come through our doors and people that we see out in the streets to be seen. Mm-hmm. And and we want them to know, hey man, we see you, we love you, God loves you. Mm-hmm. We want to meet that need. And just from a service perspective, I mean, we know that love is a verb. Mm-hmm. You know, the feelings come when you receive the action of love. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, devoted to one another in brotherly mm-hmm. love. Like again, it's not just individual, but we're in this together mm-hmm. and we're championing one another on going, hey man, how are we loving folks? How are we helping right. other people to be seen? Um, how, how are we showing Christ to mm-hmm. others by our actions? I think that is a great question to ask what you just said. Mm-hmm. How are we loving folks? Mm-hmm. Because we measure our following Christ by if we read our Bible. And look, I'm not, no, uh, yeah. if I prayed, if I did my quiet time today, mm-hmm. all right, I'm doing good. But you can do all that and never really love anybody. I'm just telling you, you can do all that and you can check the box. And um, and again, I think a great question is, who have you loved this week? Mm-hmm. Who, have you, who have you loved so much that it cost you some time, some money, some effort, a meal you invited you? That, because that's what, it, that's what Paul's saying. Look for people to love. Don't just sit there and read your Bible and think that's, that's good enough. It's yeah. not good enough. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love that question. Yeah. Yeah, and on that same note, um, I don't want to jump ahead too far, but like to love your enemies— we're getting there, yeah. I know <laughs> there's no way that I'm going to be able to do that. Right. And I, I can even see it as a as a barometer. Right. If I'm starting to feel a little weird or a certain way about my enemies, there's a good chance that something's not right between right. me and God. Right. Like, I haven't been with the Father as much as I need to. Right. Um, I'm, maybe my, I'm not renewing my mind as well right. as I need to, because if my mind was renewed today, I would be feeling this way or thinking this way or being intentional in this way about this situation. And so that's a great barometer. Hey, maybe, yeah. I mean, I got to get back to the word. I need to get back to prayer. I need to submit this to the Lord again right. before I even yeah. walk into this situation. Yep. It's not WWJD. What would Jesus do? <laughs> it's just Jesus. Yeah. Like, you know, I know I can oversimplify it. Yeah. Um, but if I'm thinking about Jesus and through the lens of Jesus, I'm seeing that person as someone that needs right. to be loved, mm-hmm. not an enemy necessarily. Right. And mm-hmm. that's, then I would have the power to do that. Now I have volition. I have the will. I cannot do it. But if I'm thinking of Christ and how he sees that person, I have the power to do it. Right. And it's up to me then to make the decision to do mm-hmm. it, to show love, which is mm-hmm. like you said, the action. Yeah, that's good. All right. Uh, we don't have to keep reading all this, but it's going to be bless those who persecute you. Bless and don't curse them. Uh, rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Um, boy, that's hard one these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to be haughty. Don't associate with, I mean, uh, do associate with the lowly. Mm-hmm. Um, do not claim to be wiser than you are. He's repeated that again now. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, guys. Don't be conceited is yeah. what ours says. Yeah. Don't be compete. Yeah. <laughs> don't repay anyone evil for evil, but take, uh, take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. So, you know, it's, if, if it is possible, so far as it depends on you, mm-hmm. live peaceably with everyone. What a great line. Yes. Yeah. 
Hard you to have do. anything to do about Hard it. Hard to do. <laughs> yes. Great line, yes. As far as it depends on you. And then uh, I said, we don't have to read all this, and I've read it all. Uh, Never <laughs> avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. We are not the judge. That's right. Mm-hmm. He is the judge, so we're not to judge people, but we are to show love. Um, if, you're, if your enemy's hungry, feed them. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. And by doing this, you'll heap burning coals on their heads. Amen. That may be the best part right there, right? <laughs> yeah. Is that the revenge? Woohoo! Kill them with kindness. I don't think that's I the, wrote that down. Right. That's funny. I don't think For that's sure. the implication. But um, And then don't be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. Mm-hmm. The, the, interesting there. Uh, don't be overcome with evil, but overcome evil it's a military term overpower yeah mm-hmm. you overpower evil right. with the good mm-hmm. that's active that's a fight mm-hmm. that is drawing the sword and going evil no there's a line yeah. and Stay that's away. what actually heaps that burning coals because they're like what they get more mad like you're loving me <laughs> why are you loving me right now stop loving me yeah uh and you're killing them with kindness mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um and all right so that's all of 12 we just hit all of 12 but i want to get a couple of questions okay. that are uh for us to discuss. We have discussed some of them already. Sure. We mix yep. them in yep. there. Yep. I know yep. we yep. do. Yep. Uh, but we did talk a little bit about, about this. Just number one, how can we view God's mercy daily? How do we keep his mercy in view? Um, some practical things. What do you do? How about that? What do you do to keep God's mercy in view? Man, I just realized that I'm nothing without Christ. And when I wake up in the morning and I say, thank you for another day of breath, you know, he has literally given me breath in my lungs. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to remember to start my day in that posture before my feet even hit the floor um, reminds me, it keeps Christ in focus. Um, and when I don't do that, when I just get up and get after my day, um, even if it's like get up and get after my quiet time or get up and get, you know, right. it's just like acknowledging Christ first right? before I even get out of bed. That's the practice that I try to do. So humility right into prayer. Yeah. Humility, yeah. Prayerful humility. Humility, humble recognition mm-hmm. of who I am. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's, it's easier. So like you can, like you said, you can jump up and you got 10 million things to do. And yeah. like I said, I'm going to ring my bomb and get my quiet time. And like mm-hmm. I just talked about checking off a list and, mm-hmm. and moving on and yeah. without really remembering that this day was given to me as an act of mercy too. Mm-hmm. And it's just running through it. Yeah. And there's that phrase of humble confidence that I think of always like, this is who I want to be. I'm right. not this person every day. For sure. But mm-hmm. I want to be, remain humble and confident. Mm-hmm. Humble because of what Christ has done, confident because of Christ has done and who he is in my life, mm-hmm. right? And so when we walk about that, we don't have to be um, fearful or we don't have to have false humility either. You're going in the power of God right. every day mm-hmm. right? uh, with humble confidence. Mm-hmm. I need that. I need that perspective sure. every day. Yeah. I, I get it. It'd be something, something akin to asking the question, God, what do you want today? Mm-hmm. Right? Not... All right, what am I, what am I doing right. today? Let me check yeah. my calendar. Help me do what I need to do. Right, not help me do what I need to do. Right, but what do you want yes. to do today? What, mm, yes. what, how can I serve you, Lord? Good. Uh, the second one, and um, there was a Greek word for what worship means in verses uh, one and two. Your spiritual act of worship, and we we both we mentioned it was both worship and it could be service. The right. translation mm-hmm. be worship yep. and service. Um, what's the connection to those two? Worship and service for you. Me, they're the same. Um, you know, you use the same word in different forms that um, you can't worship without being a servant. 
And you really can't serve unless you know the one you worship. That, mm-hmm. you, that, that, that the, to me, that's the connection. Um, when I think about I, I, what we do as a church sometimes, not just Easter's, but the church in general, mm-hmm. we have made worship into singing. Mm-hmm. I know we went over that. Yeah. And, and it's kind of, it's not kind of, it's sad mm-hmm. because we, we go, okay, we do, this is the worship service. This is the time we worship. Yeah. You know? yeah. Whereas everything we do, act of service, our, our, everything we do is our act of worship. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's our display that we are following Jesus Christ. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I think it's so important our terminology in, in yeah. church today. You know, we've got to. You're great with that. We got to be able to pound. Yeah. Thanks. You know, yeah. I mean, that's one area yeah, maybe you that, you are, that I that I hearken great, on. You know, you've done a great job of helping us see that and transforming our culture in that way. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah, and really, to me, the the whole service. I mean, that word means serve. So I just think about. Um, what it looks like to obey, like mm-hmm. to be obedient to God, um, in the things that are obvious, and then in the things that are private and not obvious mm-hmm. that He's asked us to do. That we know that we've disappointed Him, we've disobeyed Him. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I think of, of that when I think of worship. Like, yeah. am I being obedient right now? Right. Not even just as in this entire day, yeah. entire day. Yeah. So, that's good. I I know there's been uh, growth groups and stuff on like a work as worship. Like when we go to our job, that's mm-hmm. a vocation, a calling of God. Mm-hmm. And essentially what vocation means is your mm-hmm. calling. Um, and I, I wonder how often folks look at it that way, right? Yeah. Like, um, you know, when I serve on the Board of Education, I'm, I have to see that as I'm serving the right. Lord and His people, mm-hmm. even the people that don't know Him or love Him yet. I'm still yeah. serving those people right. uh, just in that realm in the community. Uh, so uh, number three, um, why does God want our minds to be made new, this whole renewing of our mind? And then how does, the question was, how does he do it? Maybe the question should be, like, what can we do practically? What do you do to renew your mind? We might have already done this. We kind yeah, of did. We like kind we of did. Yeah. Just be in the Word, man. Again, yeah. This seems so simple and elementary, and, I mean, they're really spiritual disciplines. Like, we have to be in the Word of God. We know that. It's like saying, I want pretty teeth and not brushing them or flossing. <laughs> You've got to be in the Word of God. We have to be renewed. Um, if you're like me, you got to read it a lot because my long-term memory is terrible. Um, so I'm always reading, and the Lord is always taking me to new places, even if I've read it 10,000 times. Um, but I know whenever I have not been in the Word well, and I'm not meditating on His Word and allowing it to be used in other people's lives throughout the day, my day suffers, and my mind can go to places that are not true about who I am right. or what I should be doing, any of that, any of that stuff. How I should be loving my family? How I should be reacting to my family or my people? Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's for me, it's a barometer. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I need to mm-hmm. get to it, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, you're you're definitely not gonna be wanting to bless your enemies and be kind to people who have mistreated you mm-hmm. without your a total change of mind, uh, of your mind being renewed and seeing people the way Christ saw them and responding to them the way Christ responded to them. That is, to me, one of the most difficult things to do as a follower of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That I sometimes, I don't want to do those things. And so you, your mind's got to be renewed that, hey, whether I want to do it or not, this is this is what I signed up for. Yeah. And then eventually it'll be, I want to do them, and I'll see God's hand when I do, like he used the word obey, that when I obey and I follow him and do what he's called me to do, that I see him move and work in ways that, that uh, are I'm blown away with. Mm-hmm. But without that renewing, you're not going to want to do that. Mm, that's right. We'll hold on to grudges and bitter, and, and, man, we'll carry him to the grave. 
And, uh, you know, so anyway, I don't want to ramble. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, one for me is just praying for others. Like mm. if I'm not praying for myself, right. if I'm praying that's for good. others, that's good. particularly somebody I'm not, you know, if I'm at odds with someone, especially your enemy, I pray for you <laughs> yeah. all the time, Gary, <laughs> top of the list. No, but, but praying for, for those that I'm at odds with, it just changes the way you perceive them. Like right. when you see them, you're not yeah, going to treat I them agree. like an enemy if you yeah. have been praying for them. It's yeah. just hard to do. Yeah. It's hard to hate somebody and pray for them. I agree. That's, and that's, that's a, a spiritual point. thing. Yeah. I mean, that's a God-given thing yeah. that only... Yeah the Holy Spirit can do. Mm -hmm. That's a beauty. And that's, it's so amazing to go, wow, I'm a part of what God's doing, mm -hmm. his work in, mm -hmm. in my life right now and in their life. That's right. Mm -hmm. um, how many times have you seen relationships mended or friendships even going deeper because of that? Mm -hmm. Hey, look, I was just seeing them through the wrong lens. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, most of the time, that <laughs> yeah. is it, right? right. Yeah. Not giving someone the benefit of the yeah. doubt. All right, the last question we have is, um, of all the many commands in Romans, when we, we just looked at some of those, particularly 9 through uh, 21, which one might be the most difficult for you? And then how's God be begun to sanctify you or renew your mind in those areas? What's what's one of those proverbial uh, imperatives that you struggle with? Hmm, good question. All of them. <laughs> That's not going to be an acceptable answer. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we're asking you to do the same thing. Right. You, you're doing the same thing. We're asking you to, the Holy Spirit, guide you to one of these, and then we're going to pray about what that is. I, I, I don't know if it's one I've struggled with the most or the hardest one, um, but I can tell you where I feel like the Lord's calling me is to be more generous. Okay. That. Um, and I've, I've shared, I've shared this a couple of times, uh, in some small groups we went, I, I, my heart, I want to be more generous. And then immediately when I want to be more generous, I always think who's going to take care of me. What about me? This, mm -hmm. These are the thoughts of my mind. This, sure. this is a renewing of the mind. This is offering yourself, offering all that you have and all that you are. And so that when I, you know, I could probably list all of those, but that's been one that's been on, my, I feel like the Lord and the Holy Spirit have been talking to me about, Hey, Let's work on being more generous. I, you, we all think we're generous people. We do. I don't, nobody goes, I'm, I'm, I'm stingy. Nobody thinks that about right. themselves. I'm, I'm stingy. That's my greatest quality. But anyway, so um, so anyway, that's, that's mine. Just I, I, I want to be more generous. Mm -hmm. I want to have more faith in that if he's calling me to do it, that I can do it and I can trust him. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah, I would say uh, I don't feel like I have enemies, but, you know, when people... Um, people do you wrong when they don't mean to or whatever. I think it's easy to to not love them. Mm -hmm. So um, there are some specific ones in the last probably six months that um, you know, man, I, I've, I've focused on feeding them when they're hungry. You know, meeting those needs, doing something for them that I can do. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and man, how much freedom I've had! So much freedom come from that. Just being obedient in that area. The Lord showed me like, hey, look, do this for them. Mm -hmm. uh, and you wrestle sometimes I wrestle anyway with like or am I just trying to get them to like me right. uh, am I just trying to people please yeah. and the Lord's like no I want you to do this mm -hmm. because I want you to serve them mm -hmm. um, and not to see the, these heaping coals on their heads but because you need to love your enemies and again obedience this is an area that I need you to be obedient and mm -hmm. you need a breakthrough you don't want to be bitter mm -hmm. you want to be better yeah. um, and then specifically um, just pausing taking time, 
um, verse 15, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn Mm -hmm. with those who mourn. Mm -hmm. Um, And just, I I wrote in the margin there, just take time. Yeah. Just look up. Mm. Don't be so about your next thing. Right. Don't be so about the tasks for the day, which are often godly tasks, but be there, Mm -hmm. be ready, take time. If someone's hurting, pause, Mm -hmm. you know. Man, I was I was uh, uh, on the golf course this weekend in a tournament, and a guy who was a, a member at that golf club had passed that that day, like during the tournament, right? So oh it was yeah, it was it was wow. just, and his brother was also in the tournament, his tournament director even or something, mm-hmm. and I thought, man, that's ta- that's sad. I had that response. Oh, man, that's bad. All right, let's go tee it up. Mm-hmm. You know, like it just was that quick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just confessing it was mm-hmm. not. Not a holy moment at all. And I was just like, okay, man, that's, I didn't really know him, right? So it's like, oh man, it's a tough, tough deal. And then as we're going around the course, his brother, the one who's living, lives on the golf course. He's outside with his family who are all mourning. They're planning the funeral arrangements, and every cart has to go right by them. Mm. Then I had compassion, mm-hmm. but it took me seeing and like, oh my gosh, that's a real guy. I just yeah. saw him yesterday. You're like, oh my goodness. Yeah. And then it it changed everything for me. I know that's a weakness of mine, right? Mm-hmm. Like out of sight, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. But then when you're faced with it, it's like Jesus when um, um, it says he had, he he saw the people and had compassion on right. them. He could easily go a different direction, but sure. then when he's mm-hmm. there and when you smell yeah. the smells, you see the people, you see the tears. Mm-hmm. It's real, and then real compassion is there. So being present is part of that, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard to be compassionate. Um, and even with the, the crazy stuff that's going on in the Middle East right now, I can go about my day and not think about right. it, right? Oh, then read another headline. Oh, yeah, man, gosh, that's bad news. And then go about my day again. Yeah. But if you were there, I promised you, you'd be thinking about it continually, praying right. about it continually. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's the challenge for me. Um. All right, y'all, a lot to talk about. Uh, <laughs> next week, we're going to talk about um, saying no to the government. Hey, no, hey, I mean saying yes to the government. <laughs> I don't know. Which one is it? We'll find pay out. Pay your taxes. Next week. <laughs> Here it comes. It pay your taxes. Yep. It's in scripture. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, well, look, man, thank you guys so much for being here, being honest, uh, sharing yeah. your thoughts and perspectives. We appreciate it. Uh, you guys, if you're watching online, make sure you go back to eastridge.church slash Romans. You can catch all the messages there, all of the discussion questions are there, and of course, all the podcasts are there and some other resources. So uh, until next time, we'll see you guys. Bye, see guys. You guys.